Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of the Relevant Podcast, the audio companion to Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. We are coming uh, to you with a special edition today in response to the 850 Words of Relevant newsletter article that went out on Monday about Bono. The article was called How to Dismantle and Idolize Bono by Tara Lee Cobble. And we were kind of blindsided by all the response we got. Just in the morning after uh, the, the newsletter went out, we've gotten more than 150 very long emails from all of you. And we felt compelled to do a podcast kind of uh, illuminating some of the response uh, to just further the conversation. Also, next week, we're planning to have um, another article written, um, maybe showing a slightly different perspective on the same topic. We think right now the author will be Steve Stockman, who wrote Walk On, The Spiritual Journey of You Too. Anyway, it's a hot-button issue about Bono. I'll read you a couple samples. Um, If you haven't uh, gotten 850 or you want to read the article, we'll post it at the website, relevantmagazine.com, in the Progressive Culture section, and you can uh, view it there in its entirety. Basically, the crux was she and her friends went to a U2 concert, and um, if you've been to the Vertigo tour or have seen the DVD, uh, Bono stops the show and uh, has a headband with the word coexist on it, and it has the symbols of Judaism, Islam, and Christianity on it. And then Tara reports that in the show at Madison Square Garden, where she saw him, or uh, saw the band, uh, he said, Bono said, quote, Jesus, Jew, Muhammad, all true. Jesus, Jew, Muhammad, all true. And then repeated, repeated the words like a mantra. Obviously, you know, she's heard that he is a Christian, so this kind of caught her off guard. Um, and she then goes on to wonder if this means he's a universalist. If this means that, you know, Bono's saying all paths lead to heaven, they're all true, and goes on from there. You really need to read the article if you haven't. It's very um, strongly written, and obviously by your response, it's also very controversial. What we wanted to do in this week's podcast was just really to read you some of your feedback um, and show, I guess, the rest of the conversation. Um, not that one side is right or wrong but that there might be a little bit more to the conversation than at first glance. So, Much like Transformers, there's more than meets the eye. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> How inappropriate. <laughs> the, oh, I haven't introduced everyone. That was Tyler Clark, our managing editor, and Jesse Carey, our web editor, whose fault it is that we got all this feedback. <laughs> it's always my fault. And it's also Jesse's last week on the podcast. <laughs> and Kara Davis is here, our editorial director. Hello. Uh, we all have stacks in front of us with printed out emails, so we're just going to read you a few of them. Uh, some of the, some, not some of the best, but some of the most poignant. Here well, we go. Yeah, first of all, I'd just like to say thank you for emailing us. We were, we were wanting to take 850 in a direction that encourages you know public discourse dialogue conversation uh, relevantmagazine.com and 850 which is an extension of that has always been a platform for you our readers are our writers I couldn't tell you how many freelancers we had because there are so many and it's just you know people who are just you know interested in, in relevant it's their place to post their views and um, and so Tara is a part of that conversation 
and your feedback and opinions, you know, are just as valid um, as her article, and her article is just as valid as as this feedback we'll be discussing. I'll start with a letter from Billy. He says, I think it took real guts to write the article about Bono. It was a great piece, and I read it a couple times. I appreciate your ability to publish an article that doesn't simply say what you feel the public wants to hear. There's one here from uh, Sarah Mueller, and uh, she's from Kansas City. She said, uh, I just saw the Vertigo tour twice last week, once in St. Louis and one as a one-campaign volunteer in Omaha. Tara Lee Cobble left out an important part of the Coexist speech, at least the one I heard twice last week. Bono was saying, quote, Jesus, Jew, Muhammad, it's true, all sons of Abraham, which is not purporting the universalism, but pleading with adherents of Christianity, Judaism, and Islam to remember their common ground and stop killing each other. That was the main message to the, of the Coexist speech. If Bono was trying to tell the crowd that all three, religi- all three religions were true, that would have been the rallying cry of the speech. Instead... The rallying cry was, quote, no more, as it has always been during Sunday, Bloody Sunday. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, she goes to say that that maybe the uh, all true or it's true thing was talking about we're all sons of Abraham. And that, you know, I that she says and several of the respondents said that coexistence isn't saying all paths lead to heaven. But the coexistence is that we need to coexist here on earth. We have more in common than we think. We're all sons of Abraham. Please stop the war. Please stop mm-hmm. the fighting. And it was more a statement against war than it was a statement kind of pro the other religions. Mm-hmm. I have one from a pastor who brings up another interesting point. He says, I too was at the concert and heard Bono say the same things. But so what? He's a rock star, not an evangelist. I enjoy the music of you two and many others. But I do not look to a rock band, Christian ones included, to do anything for me. Anyone who puts so much stock in what Bono thinks or says is simply looking for the wrong leader. As a pastor, my constant encouragement is to kids to follow me as as I follow Christ. Any other plan is foolishness. I think, I don't know if I necessarily agree with his entire point, but, you know, one thing that Tara said in her in her article is maybe we do need to stop putting people on pedestals. And a lot of these emails will read people were so shocked and very dramatic in how they talked about you know this was just completely devastating and I could hardly go on with the concert and that maybe that that should clue you in on you might have a person on too high of a of a of a level. Mm-hmm. On that, I have one from uh, Mandy Liptak, uh, who says, I wholeheartedly agree that most Christians would nominate Bono as their Christian idol of the year or even the decade. It could become sinful when we start viewing uh, viewing everything that U2 says or sings, um, and then she said, uh, and uh, along with that, everything that Rob Bell does, everything that Louis Giglio, Chris Tomlin, David Crowder do, and it, when we start viewing everything that these people say and do as the truth. I love what all these people do, and in fact, I think that they are among the best at what they do. They do speak truth, sing truth, and portray truth, but it's the truth behind them that's important. They would probably tell you that themselves. They are normal, fallible, imperfect people just as we are. Adam Phillips wrote, You went a little, or a lot, too far regarding Bono's Coexist headband. I was at four shows this past year. Man, we have a lot of readers who are at multiple shows. Hmm. Anyway, I was at four shows this past year and he put it on every night and said something to the effect of, quote, Jesus, Jew, Muhammad, it's true, all sons of Abraham. 
He further would elaborate on various nights that religious fundamentalism was basically a, quote, family feud between communities that have roots in the Abrahamic tradition. Was he calling for one world religion? No. He was calling for peace and reconciled relationships, and at least a little charity towards one another. Bono will not be the model Christian. He said so himself in recent interviews, such as in Rolling Stone. So you are right to take him off of that pedestal. The thing is, the first thing we need to do in our age is take a deep breath and listen to one another and try to learn the other's context and then seek to live and love together. Here's one that um, says, I totally disagree with the article. I'm a big U2 fan and attended a show at the Vertigo Tour. He is saying that all these three religions are all sons of Abraham, and this is true. God has blessed each of these religions, yes, even Islam. God blessed the descendants of Ishmael. However, they did not receive the same promise as Isaac. It would do us well to recognize this fact as Christians. I have one from Brian Drews. He said, I saw you two in Michigan. I understood coexisting simply as not judging, hating, fearing, or killing each other over religious differences. Bono pulled uh, the headband over his eyes like a blindfold and acted out a scene in which he represented a political prisoner. It was very moving, but I felt he was just sending the message that every life matters. No one is worth more than anyone else based on their nationality or religious beliefs. So let's coexist. Let's get past the small differences and work together to make the world full of peace, uh, love, and compassion, not hate and fear. This one from Angela said, uh, I think Tara simply waking up from adolescent visions of celebrity as it pertains to Bono. It actually shocked me that Relevant would post such an article that leans so conservative. I get annoyed with Relevant fairly often, but it's usually because it leans too far away from scripture. Yeah, that bothers me. <laughs> what does that mean? I'd like to know what. Yeah, where I, we lean far from scripture. I think I honestly think that there's a backlash going on in Christianity right now against the relativists and the postmodernists that they've gone too far and mm-hmm. and it's kind of like embrace all truth and all that kind of crap. And people, for some reason, lump us into that. If you actually read our magazine, if you actually read our books, if you actually read 850, we don't purport that stuff. Mm -hmm. We don't purport a liberal theology at all. We actually, um, you know, I guess where we're quote-unquote controversial is that we have the audacity of, uh, you know, looking at culture and and trying to um, have understanding with those outside the walls of the church, understand society and culture, so then we can, as Christians, be better educated to impact it. Um, I guess that's controversial, but in no way do we purport a liberal theology at all. And I, I think people assume that we do, and they don't actually read what we're writing, um, because mm-hmm. at the crux of it, we very much adhere to one truth, one way to, you know, through Christ, and that's it. And that's it. And it's about a relationship with Christ. That's all we talk about. I think that backlash also, um, you see it kind of against the, the Christian cool movement, yeah. which I think people definitely throw us into. Um, well, yeah. that guilty as charged. No, I'm just <laughs> hey um, Yeah, I think there are a lot of people that, that kind of think that if you want to be a good Christian, you have to be cool. And we, I don't care about that. Yeah. I think you can be cool, but you don't have to be. And, and that's the thing is like we just tried to open people's eyes to you don't have to look a certain way yeah. to be a Christ follower. And now again, pendulum swing. Mm-hmm. Now the people are going so far, like, well, if you are conservative, then you're not as good of a Christian as me because I have freedom in Christ. That's as much being bound by you know legalism as mm-hmm. the people who, you know, are you know more traditional. And so it's like, it's not about pendulum swings. It's not being on one side of the fence or the other. It's actually about 
having understanding of people who don't see things exactly the way we do and trying to learn from them and trying to grow mm-hmm. as opposed to saying, I've got it all figured out and you're wrong. Yeah, and I think obviously there is a fine line in a lot of it. But because of that, that that's a call to spiritual maturity for us to be able to find that line individually. And I think that's when people get so on the defense on either side of it that it kind of shows, I think, a lack of spiritual maturity because they have to, even Paul says he, he wrestled with his faith. You know, you, you really have to work it out and figure out, you know, where, I, where you stand. And it's mm-hmm. about using discernment instead of abusing grace or abusing law. What? Jason Hubbard says, maybe I misunderstood. Maybe Cobble did. Maybe we both did. No matter what, Bono is out there fighting for the impoverished and the powerless, and I'm not. Hmm. Uh, William Stanger said, I was at one of the recent concerts in Ar- Auburn Hills. I read about the coexist stuff and had wondered what was being said and if Bono was going off the rails a bit. What I heard at the concert was, quote, Jesus, Jew, Muhammad, it's true. All sons of Abraham. Father Abraham, speak to your sons. Tell them no more violence, no more fighting, no more bombs. Followed by chants of no more, no more. He says, this I can live with, but I guess it does get a little confusing. Yeah, and I think that... um Tara wasn't the only one that perhaps misheard or, or interpreted things differently. Well, hold on. I, I want to def- defend Tara. I, I do believe, and she said even to us this morning, she heard what she heard. I be- completely yeah. believe that. She heard him say, you know, Jews, Jesus, Muhammad, all true. That's what she heard him say. That's an incorrect statement. If that's what he said, that is wrong. As a Christian, I feel that's wrong. But looking at context of the entirety of the tour, looking at the DVD, looking at what, what everybody's saying, he said at literally every other stop, what he's saying is, Jesus, Jew, Muhammad, it's true, all sons of Abraham. Did he change that or did, say, did he say something different at Tara's concert? Probably. I, I believe her. But did he mean to? Was it, de- was it a deliberate change of meaning? I, I personally think it might just be an aberration if you look at the context of the rest of the tour. Because if he was changing what he's saying, he would be saying it other places Other places as well, as well right. Yeah. And, and here we have, like, in his latest book, and I, I think, let's go to the words of Bono. I mean, I, let's not... <laughs> Sounds like the word of the Bible. <laughs> let's go to First Bono, chapter 2, <laughs> Which is what three. the whole story was against in the first place. <laughs> oh, well, I'll put that book away then. Anyway, and his, <laughs> there's a new book called Bono in Conversation by uh, Michka Asayas, I think you say it. Asayas. <laughs> It's a, hold on, I'm going to spell it here, so there's no confusion, A-S-S-A-Y-A-S, assy-ass. Wow. Anyway, okay, Bono in conversation. So these are the words of Bono, thus saith the Bono. Here we go. The point of the death of Christ is that Christ took on the sins of the world so that what we put out did not come back to us and that our sinful nature does not reap the obvious death. That's the point. It should keep us humbled. It's not our own good works that get us through the gates of heaven. Okay, that's mm. the words of Bono. Um, yeah, that does sound very <laughs> deistic, doesn't it? You know. Um, well, well, you you met him personally one time. I mean, what was your impression? Yeah, I yeah he, I did. He touched him and was instantly healed. <laughs> he touched the hem of his army he jacket. Had a bad case of smallpox. <laughs> Um, it was it was about a year and a half ago. He was in D.C. Um, petitioning uh, the president to up the amount that they were giving to Africa or something. And uh, there was an opportunity for him to meet with about 10 or 12 um, Christian leaders. And then I got invited. So it was 11 Christian leaders and me. <laughs> um, 
And so humble. We were we were in a room with him for about three or four hours, and he was talking about Africa and all that. But he was also very very clearly talking about his faith. Of course, he knew his audience. I mean, he was very clearly talking about his faith, though. He he the man was quoting scripture left and right. Now I'm not saying that that means anything because the demons know Jesus's name. <laughs> but Are I'm you not calling saying, Bono a demon? <laughs> but you know, I actually walked out of there going his his spirit, his grace, his humility. His obvious heart for the Lord, his knowledge of Scripture. I walked out there going, "This man's a better Christian than I'll ever be. He knows Scripture better than I do." He said, um, "He said to these pastors, he said, you know, in my career, I've said some outrageous things. He said, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll be the first to admit that I, I said some stuff about the church and about Christians that that you know were outlandish and caused a lot of controversy." He said, "I want to apologize." He said, in the last year, I've seen the church rally around the cause of Christ. And, the, you know, he, he said that he believes that the Africa thing is what's on God's heart right now. That's what he said. He said, looking at the world, looking at human humanity right now, he said, I believe that the Africa AIDS pandemic and starvation and disease is what is on God's heart right now. And that Christians have the opportunity of changing the course of history if they would just listen, you know. And he's talking to these pastors and he said, you know, and in the last year, the people who have rallied around me and stood with me and spoken to my life more than any others have been the church, have been the Christian leaders. And I'm telling you, I was wrong in those previous statements that I said. I mean, he was uh, he was humbling himself and apologizing to these pastors, and 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 ended the the time together by asking us all to pray for him. So here's so Max Licato. I don't even know if I'm allowed to talk about this truthfully, but Max Licato, who's a Baptist preacher from Texas, gets up, lays hands on him. We all gather around Bono and lay hands on him and pray for him. And he's there, and he's there crying. It was just some, it was seriously one of the most touching moments. And I walked out there going, this man knows Christ. Now, you know, you could say he knew his audience and he played up certain things or whatever, but I didn't catch that. I mean, it no. felt very sincere to me. There's a, a letter that left a kind of an interesting verse from Dave Texter, and he's, he quotes uh, 1 Corinthians nine nineteen through 23 from the message. It says, Even though I am free of the demands and expectations of everyone, I voluntarily become a servant to any and all in order to reach a wide range of people, religious, non-religious, meticulous, moralist, loose-living, and moralist, the defeated, the demoralized, whoever. I didn't take on their way of life. I kept my bearings in Christ, but I entered their world and tried to experience things from their point of view. I've become just about every sort of servant there is in my attempts to lead those I meet to a God-saved life. I did it all because of the message. I didn't just want to talk about it. I wanted to be in on it. Who said that? That's 1 Corinthians. No. Oh. <laughs> the message. I was like, that's really good. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Paul. Yeah, the apostle. Yeah, <laughs> um, he actually I, wrote in. Uh, I really thought very you were... he's a he's a U two fan. <laughs> <laughs> I actually was like, did Bono say this? Like, As you're reading, I'm like, Dang. he's way more Christian than I thought. You know, I think a lot of people, um, kind of like what you touched on a minute ago, Cameron. It's easy to be cynical about Bono, and I've heard people say, you know, well, he's he's a really great marketer, he's a great salesman, and he tells people kind of what they want to hear. And I'm sure that you know, to an extent, that's true. Kind of, I think we all do that to to an extent. We act differently around different people, and we say different things um, to one degree or another. Um, but I think you know, we can't be that cynical about people, particularly people that we've never met. And I think we need to give people the benefit of the doubt. And I also think I've I've met a lot of people who really hold Bono up to a, a standard that 
that no one can really live up to. I, I met two women this summer who were giving me a hard time because we published uh, a book about you two. And they were like, you know, both of them said, these are two separate conversations. They both said, well, you know, I don't think he is really a Christian. You know, look at, um, you know, look at like what he does. And I'm like, well, what, what do you mean by that? And they're like, well, he curses. He says, he says swear words. And I said, well, you know, do, do you have sin in your life? And um, oh, you but, said that to her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and she was like, well, well, you know, when you come to know Christ, you know, you are, you are a new being in Christ and you are, you are changed. And, and I said, yeah, I, I agree. And I said, you know, I, you're, you're a, a new creature in Christ as well, but do you have things in your life that, that you wish people didn't know about? Do you have like, like you judgmentalism? Ever, yeah. And, <laughs> and it's I like, think how many people, you know, how many crews, how much money did you raise for the poor and the starving? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's easy for us to, to look at people that and only look at their negative when they are are doing more than we are. Well, and none of us are, are in that sort of spotlight where where the things that that we say and do are are on such a a global scale. Um, you know, for us, like, what if what if the jokes we told with our friends, the things we did behind behind closed doors, what if our lives were were up for everyone to see in the same way that Bono's is? I think he would have a lot of evidence against any one of us. Well, there's a there's a scriptural precedent to the the plank in your own eye and mm. you know why don't criticize the splinter in your brother's eye but you know i don't want to get off here and, and and make make it sound like that we are trying to prove his christianity mm-hmm. that is not the case i think i think tara's uh i think her article did several very good things one it opened our eyes to the idolization of bono and not just bono but any Leader, you mentioned Rob Bell. You mentioned several of the other Louis Giglio and Chris Tomlin, all those people. And not only that, you know, it's like okay, Mel Gibson's now our champion. Mm-hmm. Okay, ooh, Kirk Cameron. Oh, we got a Stephen mm-hmm. Baldwin on our side. You know, we're getting when Jesus walks came out. It was Kanye West. Yeah, right, Kanye. You know, yeah. all that stuff. And it's like we have this fine line of it's like we, you know, as Christians, we get excited when you know one of us is taking a stand or saying something in culture and it's impacting lives and that's wonderful and we want to support that person and we want to champion that because we want to encourage that we want to see more of that happening that's healthy when we start looking to that person for our own kind of self-worth or our, our own kind of identity or mm-hmm. whatever that's where it gets really really scary mm-hmm, yeah. and that's kind of what was happening it or is happening with bono so if tara's article does nothing more than serve as a self-correction in that area cool what i just kind of wanted to you know read was a lot of the feedback we were getting from you guys was maybe the whole thing about the coexistence was taken out of context and mm-hmm. might have not really been what he was saying mm-hmm. that we kind of wanted to make sure was was kind of expressed but her the crux of her point of like listen we need to quit being on his bandwagon or anybody's bandwagon for that matter is something that we really need to examine our own heart and lives about. Mm. I mean, le- leaders are held to a, to a high standard of, of accountability, but at the same time, they are people. And I think we've all been in an experience at some point in our Christian walk, and if we haven't, you will be, of experiencing someone who you look up to failing in something. And, and that a lot of times, you know, whether it's a pastor or just someone you look up to, but that's something that, you know, we need... To, we need to just realize people are people. They do need to be held to a standard, but at the same time, it can't destroy our faith when we see a leader fall. We were talking about this feedback earlier, and regardless of if he's saying 
you know, all true and he means it's true. S- still, the the act of like what he was doing makes people uncomfortable. And we were talking about how there's a slippery slope between, um, you know, respecting freedom of religion and freedom of speech and, and being yeah tolerant and accepting of all religions. Yeah, and and not standing for anything. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's again the pendulum swing here. You get the people who are like, you know, Christianity only, everybody else can go to hell and literally, and, you know, it's my way or or no way. And then you have the people who hate that kind of judgmentalism, that hatred you see in those people's eyes and want to embrace and love and tolerate. But a lot of times those people in the thing of let's all just get along don't stand for anything. And Jesus came to you know he came in grace but he brought truth he he accepted and he loved but then he said go and sin no more and there is a very clear thing that the bible talks about that you know the world will hate us and that we need to be in the world yet not of it and we do need to stand out and we do you know all those things which is a tough thing to grapple with with you know coexist and let's all get along that's tough to grapple with here you know Mm -hmm. but on the flip side we need to go. We need to coexist, and we need to be known for our love. And so, you know, what does that mean in a practical sense? That's tough because some people can take Bono's statement and go this direction with it. Some people can go that mm-hmm. direction with it. And and yeah, it's a pendulum swing. And, and and you know, we fight a spiritual battle, not one of flesh and blood. You know what I mean? Like just because I don't agree with someone, and I I may oppose their lifestyle. That doesn't give me any right to physically. In, I mean, we right. live we live in an age of religious, you know, religious radicalism, and we have to recognize that you know you still can love someone even if you don't agree with their lifestyle. Well, this age this age is no different than history. I mean, history. There's been religious radicalism all the way. There's been wars. There's been in the Bible, you know, God's people conquering the enemy and literally in a war taking their land and killing them off and all that. And then all the way through the Crusades, through, I mean, all the way through history, there's religious wars. And so there is, there's precedent of that, that we're not anything new in that respect. But you're right. This is a battle, not of flesh and blood. This is a battle of the spirit. And when, and when Christ made his return, it wasn't as a triumphant, you know, war hero. Right. It was one he he won his battle because he changed ideology, changed right. the way people thought and the way people could touch God. Right. And and in that context, I think what Bono is saying is a positive thing. It's causing us to examine or re-examine the walls that we put in between ourselves and others, and saying, "Listen, we're only on this earth one time." Shouldn't we be known for our love? Yeah. Okay, good. But if we go too far with it, you know, mm-hmm. again, slippery slope. And I think a lot of this is, is kind of ultimately what we talk about when we talk about being, being relevant, when we talk about making our lives matter to people outside of the church walls. When all we do is hate and when all we do is, is, is uh, separate us from them, when it becomes a big us from them thing, we don't matter to other people. And it just becomes us versus them when we are able to tear down those walls and not say that we accept what they believe. But when we are able to coexist, as Bono said, that's when we when our lives matter to them, when we when we're able to to have a real conversation, when we're able to um, when when our lives become relevant to their lives. um, Well, I want to I want to put an asterisk on that. I I, I don't personally when when. I named the company. I couldn't care less about us people being relevant or being seen as relevant. It's not that at all. It's about 
Christianity. It's about Christ being relevant and be seen as relevant. It's like mm-hmm. you may think that religion is irrelevant. You may think the church doesn't have anything for you, but a personal relationship with Christ is relevant to your life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, what you're saying is correct. We need to get out and they need to, but I think they need to see our faith as relevant. You know, I'm a flawed human vessel. I don't care if they see me as relevant. I'm cool. I'm not cool. I'm this, that, whatever. Put me in a label. I don't care. But don't say that my faith and my Jesus is irrelevant because yeah. of other mm-hmm. stuff. You know what I mean? That's oh, yeah. that's that's what I want to be. That's what I want to be known as. Yeah, we touched on this earlier, but people think the word and the brand relevant equals cool or that we're trying to be cool. And that's not what that means at all. At all. At all. It's about Christ. It's not about us. And, again, you know, again, there's this backlash going on, you know, against relativism. And they think that relevant is part of that. And I, it is so not the heart of what we're doing. Yeah, the, the, There's an ad in our magazine right now, the new issue, that says, Don't Drown in Cultural Relativism. Right, and I've gotten two emails already. It just came out going, I can't believe you'd allow that in your magazine. Why? <laughs> We're against cultural relativism too. It's not about relativism. I mean, the fact that Christ is relevant to a secular culture and that we need to like show that light in the darkness. What? <laughs> you know, mm, of, right. of course we're against cultural relativism. Oh, that's bizarre to me. Right. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people will interchange the word relevant and savvy. You know what I mean? Sure. We, we can be savvy culturally, but that has nothing to do with our relevance to people. You know, relevance is about loving God and loving people. And that's how you meet people where they're at. It's great to be able to do it through the medium of culture and examine culture through that. But at the same, but ultimately it's, What's your relationship with God and your relationship with people? That's how that's how you reach people, you know? Yeah, how effective are you? If if you're against abortion, you know, it, the pendulum swing, it, one says go bomb the abortion clinic and the other says, you know, hey, I'm not even going to share my beliefs about abortion, but the middle way, the third way is you know someone who's, you know, got a crisis pregnancy and you say you know, I don't think you need to get rid of this baby. Here's why, and here's how I'm going to help you and step into your life. Yeah. There's a game back to the Bono a little bit. The um, There's an email here from Beth Polishuk or whatever. I don't know how to say her name. Sorry, Beth. Um, jumping into part of it. It just says, um, uh, yeah, I think you two is the greatest thing since sliced bread. So there's kind of the pedestal thing. And if there's anything I don't want to sound like, it's one of those Christians that is constantly looking for something to complain about or pick it against. So that's what we were just talking about. I think that's my problem, though, she says. In my attempt to not appear like, quote, those Christians, I've lost my attention to the Father. I've embraced all the verses about loving the least of these and promoting peace and justice, often, but often forgotten about personal obedience to God. I need to be prepared to sound uncool if that's what he wants. In this age of relativism, wow, this was a timely email. Mm-hmm. In this age of relativism, we Christians are among the last of those proclaiming absolute truth. Yes, shades of gray pervade our reality, but there are some things we cannot compromise on. We serve the one true God, and the one true God has one true Son who gave us one true way of knowing Him. All the Nobel Prizes and humanitarian progress in the world means nothing if it is not to this end. That is a hard truth we have to swallow. I can save 10,000 children from AIDS, but if it is not for the cause of Christ, it's meaningless. And the cause of Christ cannot be shared. It cannot be grouped with the cause of Moses or the cause of Muhammad. You either work for God or man. And trying to discern a man's motives, I've been forced to examine my own. What an amazing thing. God always finds ways to bring me closer. All he asks is that I believe reality. Now, I want to... <laughs> You know, she says some good things in this. She does say something that I personally, Cameron Strang, not relevant, not whatever, I don't agree with. 
in that she's now, I hope again that the pendulum swing doesn't happen the other direction. It's like, we're all about pendulum swings. You know, she says, Oh no, Bono's not perfect. Oh no. Well then I well screw the kids in Africa. You know, I need to just obey Jesus and love him. And you know, I guess all that good that he's doing is worthless if it's not about Christ. And I would say that, you know, maybe we need to be careful in that area. Christ did talk about caring for the least of these and and, 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 and clothing the naked and feeding the hungry and all those things, because that is a way to show Christ's love. Whether or not we're handing them a track when we give them their soup bowls, you know, not really what the Bible mm-hmm. says. We need to just love selflessly without an agenda. That's what Christ did. Mm-hmm. Now, so I don't want a pendulum swing to pull away from this going, oh, I can't allies Bono anymore, so everything he stands for, I'm just going to be against now. I mean, which is ridiculous, but... You know, I just, it, all we've seen is pendulum swings and it's either all embracing too much of this one guy or, or one ideology or or there's too much the other direction, like a backlash. Going back to the two women this summer who offended me so deeply. Um, <laughs> one of them was your mother, them. wasn't yes. it? Yeah, <laughs> the other was my grandmother. Um, <laughs> so we were talking about Bono's faith and I said something about how he has done a lot of a, a lot of good in the world and, and whatnot and... Um, and she said something about, yeah, you're probably just talking about the, all the stuff he does for AIDS, right? And she said it in this really condescending <laughs> way. And I said, well, what's, what's wrong with that? And she said, well, you know, it, all that doesn't matter, you know, if, if, if he's not telling people about Christ. And I said, well, a lot of times, you know, like, people don't care what you have to say to them if they don't know that you love them first. And I think that what, what people like Bono are doing, I think, I think why, why a lot of the social justice stuff matters, why it's important that the church gets involved in this, why it's important that, that Bono is involved in, in this, is that it shows that you care. And if you are, are letting thousands of people die every day, they don't want to hear about the God you serve. Yeah, and even, I mean, it comes down to, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of human need. Before anyone, before you can have an intelligent conversation with someone, if someone's hungry... The only thing they care about is getting food, you know? And I mean, that's like, and that's what, how you can more than, more than tell them about Christ's love. You could, you have a chance to show it to them. And on that note, uh, we will go ahead and just wrap up this special edition of the relevant podcast. Again, be looking for next week's edition of 850 words of relevant. Um, we will have kind of part two of this discussion, um, uh, there afford it to your friends it's a an, an incredibly interesting topic that we've stumbled onto you can sign up for that on the homepage of relevantmagazine.com and you can go to the message boards and uh, talk about it just well, to let you know there's still kiss heads available <laughs> shockingly I have not given them all away so and as we said in the very beginning of this um, we we think that the website and 850 and all of that is is really a community. And so we want, if, if you disagree, if you do agree, if you have something else you want to talk about, join the community, write into us. We've, we're always looking for good stuff. The email address is feedback at relevantmagazine.com. We really do want to hear from you. Um, we're, as you can tell, pretty opinionated people. And there are a lot of people who agree with us and a lot of people who don't. And um, we want to be very tolerant of everybody. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We don't. Don't write us if you don't <laughs> This is actually um, Tyler's last podcast as a free man. Woo! Yes. I'm going to prison next week. Now. <laughs> Tyler's uh, getting married. Con. I'm getting married um, on New Year's Eve. Yay. So send me gifts. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that. I know what Jesse's getting you. Hey. 
Kiss Autograph kiss, kiss heads. <laughs> Let's just say Paul Stanley has been set aside for you, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that my new wife's going to want that up in the uh, in the living room. Well, guess what? Apparently, there's a lot of people who don't want them because there's not <laughs> one single request. Okay, a guy today, I went on there and I was like, hey, man. He was he said something nice about the podcast. So I was like, hey, listen, you know what? You just want a kiss head. Here's my email address. He emails me today and he's like, hey, thanks, man. Um the only thing is I actually wanted the uh, the relevant Christmas story. Well, Aww. guess what, dude? Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting the kiss head. You're ungrateful. Yeah. You're getting nothing. Yeah. Merry Christmas. I just gave your kiss head away to Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> and now he doesn't want it either. I think you might have it in your own uh, apartment. Yeah, I'm just, you know... <laughs> I try to do something nice, get, let people in, be a part of the family, be part of the holiday fun, and no. Anyway, all that to say, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Feedback at relevantmagazine.com if you want to sound off about Bono and join the ranks of the hundreds who have written in, or just actually go to the website. This uh, a column will be posted there, and you can go ahead and add your comments right there on the page for all the world to see. And again, be looking out for next week's edition of 850 Words of Relevant. I'm sure it'll be good. So until then, have a great Christmas and a happy new year. And we'll see you soon. Relevant Podcast, anytime, anywhere.